Sunday morning and it goes live uh, on uh, on Monday. I, I I am the little red caboose as they used to call me in elementary school, lovingly because I was talking too much to finish my work. Um, John Nash came in a second, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right, a third. Please try, please wait while we try reconnecting. It's been doing that a lot, but I got a rolling table courtesy of. Roll Raider, so I can move it to get closer to the signal. I'm going to have them move the Wi-Fi, so I don't have to deal with this anymore. A little record boost. I came in third. I picked seven fights. I got two right. But it didn't matter because if a thousand lifetimes a lead to lead, I would live it like I led this one. I was not going to separate from my man, John Volante, against Mo Green. We'll get into that in a second. 
right now the commercials because this is the beginning of the month so they just did a tally of of june and sent me uh i'm talking about the patreon people i think i did the tax thing that they wanted so you shouldn't be bugged or bothered by them um and and you guys donated enough through patreon.com um no i joji I, I ran into that guy Who's that guy who died a few years ago? Uh, man, it's a name is going to slip my mind. The Greek cat, uh, who was a phenomenal skater, young Greek guy. But he was in New Yorker. He's a uh, he's adopted by a Jewish family, but he was really Greek, and then he, he just died unexpectedly. Him, I knew before he became a skateboarder when he was just a hellhead, whip, whip, whipping the skin off of people's foreheads with dog chains. That's if I could remember the guy's name, it would be a good closure to the story. Some guy tried to, to mug him and he used to carry a dog chain. He whipped it across the guy's forehead, tore all the skin off his forehead. And naturally, next next time I see that guy after hanging out with him back in the 70s, he was what? On the cover of Thrasher 10 years later. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I came in third. And uh, but I, I wouldn't have separated from the people I separated from. And that's the kind of loyalty thing. But Patreon.com slash the stomper. Uh, you, you guys did right by me. You did well. So uh, people think that the true measure of the show is actually the number of people who click on the video once it's on YouTube. I don't really care about that. <laughs> I don't really care if there are five. You know, there was a guy who when I, I did a, a skull game, the porno site, uh, private collectors. He was like, I have my shoes made custom. I, I have, you know, this made custom and that made custom. Why wouldn't I want pornography made custom? He paid. So uh, anyway, <laughs> um, patreon.com slash the stomper or pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you just want to go direct PayPal. Uh, I'm actually going to send... I got and dude still uses the mail. I got your I got your letter, bro. Uh, Tommy LB, Tommy Pound, uh, and I'm gonna send him a, a big care package this week because he's been more than gracious. Him, Roma Raider, some of you have made the show possible in ways that you don't even know. So I wanted to start the top of the hour by thanking you. Uh, um, also, there's 17 of the Oxbow shirts left. 17. You know, now I know lots of people listen to their show don't give a crap about Ox Oxbow, which means that you would wear the shirt just as well as not wear the shirt. But if that's the case, why don't you wear the Oxbow shirt? Because if I have 17 left in the garage, I will stab myself in the neck with a butter knife. You have my word. <laughs> well, okay, my, my phone, I'm hoping somebody there can help me figure it out. It's warm to the touch and it's acting very slow. And I, I deleted a bunch of uh, pages that were doing background stuff. I changed it in the settings, and I got rid of some of the apps I don't use. And it feels less warm and is acting kind of normal. But I've been trying to post to Instagram, and it keeps throwing me out. You know what they do. They, they, they tighten the, the throttle. And, of course, yeah, yeah, well, they tighten the throttle. And I'm, I'm waiting for the 12 in September, but they're, they're wanting to eke out the last bit of sales for the 11. So they're trying to. Hustle me into, I don't want to get, get an Android. I, then I got to learn something new. At least it's, well, the difference between the 6 and the 12, I'll probably have to learn something new anyway. But let's get into the show, right? I got the commercials done. I got the thanks done. 
I told Tommy LB I'm going to get him his care package. Uh, oh, um, these guys just got this. I, I don't imagine many of you have record players left or, or give a shit or will get. But this is an Italian band, Cuneo. They're from Cuneo. I love these guys. It's, it's called Elm. The band is called Elm or Elm Cult. And the record's called The Weight. Love the design. Uh, I Check it out. You should at least listen to mine. So, uh, so anyway, so let's get, get right to the show. As you know, uh, a, a goodly portion of the answer, the questions to the sex column, Sex for Eugene, come from yous. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, st I'm still into LP, LP. I got, uh, you know, um, come from yous or various other groups that I like. I start to dun people through Twitter. I said, just start to dun people through some of the Aussie channels. You know, get send me your sex questions. The, the weirdest they got was uh, some of the mothers' clubs connected to my kids' schools. They started sending in, and of course, readers who I don't know start sending stuff in, which would account for all of the penis size questions. Stop sending me the penis size questions, please. Uh, hey, Mauritius. Hey, hey, do you know that cat in Mauritius who locked himself in the recording studio and played Oxbow until the army came and knocked the door down and dragged him out and sent him to jail for three months? This guy, I mean, I don't expect that you would know this guy because you know everybody from Mauritius, but this sounded like it might have made news stories. This guy came to, up to me at a show in England and told me about his thing. He goes, the world needed to hear it. The world needed to hear it. Oh, hey, we're trying to figure out how to, how to get me on her show. Don't worry, Johnny. So anyway, so anyway, the questions come from these different groups, and I answer them. Uh, I collect them all in a pot, and I answer them three a week, every week. I now have three left. Sorry. Spitting. I now have three left. So I have questions for one more week. So if you have any more questions, send them to me. You can DM me. Some of you, text them to me. I don't care how you get them to me. Get them to me. I'm not one of those sites that likes to fake the stuff. Don't like to do it. Don't do it. Uh, I'll edit your questions so it sounds like uh, like it like it uh, like it makes sense. But uh, uh, you know, take out the cuss word. Actually, I don't take out many cuss words. I do more gra grammatical stuff. Um, and if you know English is not your first language and you're writing and asking questions about penis size, I try to edit it to not make fun of you for asking a three thousandth question about penis size. But that be it as it may. My request, and it doesn't even have to be your question. Let's just get that out of the way. You could have a friend. Maybe it's a friend. You could have one of those. Or, you know, and some of these stick, stick with me. Like, if you remember, my all-time, one of my all-time faves that stuck with me is the guy who said he and his girlfriend were going to do something kind of racy, and they were going to go to an orgy. They were all super excited, been talking about it for weeks, and knew all the people going to dab the deep Show up at the orgy, and all of the other women chickened out except for dude, his girlfriend. And she pulls like what it was like must have been a fast talking extraordinaire. And she goes, "Hey, look, you know, we knew we were going to have sex when we came here. Why don't we just go through it? Go through with it." And he didn't think fast enough to be able to say. What you mean? Me watch you got get railed by five guys? Ah, I'm not so into that. So he was well. Okay, well let's just see what happens. Well, what happened? 
you know what happened? <laughs> Dude sat in the corner and watched you get railed by five guys. I mean, that's that, you know, yeah, we were going to an orgy and there was going to be a lot of cross couple sexual activity, but this was no cross couple sexual activity. This was the boyfriend, live in boyfriend, watching his girlfriend have sex with five other dudes. And I'm not one of those guys. Look, if if that was his, his shtick and he knew that before, cool. God love you. I'm not gonna, I'm glass house guy. Got throwing any stones. But the fact that he got talked into it, yeah, men get talked into things too. And this is where I started to think about uh, uh, uh I started to think about in one of those kind of weird mental asides about about I was going to call it the science of heterosexuality. But then I started to think that it would rule out, you know, the gay folks. And then also then it would rule out repressed guys who get would get worried that they would have to start thinking too much about heterosexuality versus homosexuality. And so then I lose people and I go, ah, OK, I'm just going to focus on sex. We'll just talk about sex for a little bit and not just sex. I'm not talking about screwing and fucking i'm not talking about that but i'm talking about sex selection and this ties in so stick with me yeah you, you ever wonder how strange it is while people are in the streets picketing trying to, to trying to uh, eliminate civil rights from from uh, rob gay people of civil rights you ever think about the actual mechanics of it i remember this woman told me uh, uh, you may have heard me talk about her before as the woman who left her diary open on her husband's face. Oh my God, Eugene. B Bill found found my diary. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, you, you've hidden the diary for 20 years and suddenly he finds it. Where'd you leave it? I, I don't know. I guess I just must have left it out. Yeah, on his face. You left it on his face. Say it. Looking for the easy way out and Oh, Eugene provided it. I left it out on his face. And she said something to me at one point. She said, you know, if you take any reasonably attractive, biologically speaking, you take any reasonably attractive people and you drop them into a social convoy where they have a these people are going to find they hook up. And the onion doubled down on that and said, made some joke. They said, oh, uh, uh, a couple finds true love in hometown or some such thing, you know. And then, of course, I remember having an ex who broke up with me and then started going out with somebody else. And I said, in a moment of, of uh, a high irony, I said, you're really lucky. And she goes, well, what do you mean, lucky? How am I lucky? They go, well, you were in love with this guy, Hugh, before me. And then you were in love with me. And now you're in love with this guy named Jeff. That's like three in a row. You know, most people are fucking lucky to fall in love even once if it's real, but three times in a row, it's like getting struck by lightning three times. And she just looked at me and was like, all right, wise guy. She knew I was there. She goes, what I, What can I say? I'm easy. If a guy fucks well enough to give me an orgasm, I guess, yeah, I'm in. All right, honesty. I'm fine with that. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not. But so I started thinking about the whole idea of, of, of sexual selection, right? This idea, are we that, are we that, um, is it is it is it fungibility? And I'm thinking about all of this stuff. And I tell you because this week I'm going to uh, do the vocals on 17 songs on um, the new Oxbow record, which is called Love's Holiday. So all this stuff is the kind of stuff that goes into finishing a record. 
So this is marginally kind of less about sex, maybe, and more about art, <laughs> but whatever, it all ties in. So I've been I, I, I've been thinking about it because it's uh, the record's called Love's Holiday. It's Oxbow's next record after Thin Black Duke. And if you followed you followed the Oxbow progression, you know you've got it's like like the, the spoken word CD, Fear, Power, God. It has themed issues if you pay attention. You know, uh, Samsara. If you Herman Hesse talks about Samsara, okay, an evil heat is about Samsara. You know, so it go it goes through. So, but I started to think about the nature, the, the nature of, of 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 love and sex because I got to sing this record and I have to make these lyrics that I've written mean something to somebody other than it can't be a musical version of me saying to you, ah, you know what I mean. No, it has to be articulated in here before I can vocally create it or recreate it. So I started to think, well, you know, isn't it isn't it funny how 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 this stuff happens? And you don't have to do anything to make it. Have you ever analyzed going into a room full of strangers, like during any of the times when you were single, and even you know after being in a couple, you walk into a room and you you're having a multitude of conversations, only one of which might be audible. Now, now. And, and I'll tell you, stuff happens on different levels. I remember uh, uh, getting into a fight with a biker, with some biker guy, which I've talked about on old shows. And I beat this guy up. And uh, a friend of mine who was third in the state, uh, Virginia, wrestling, he was like, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. You took care of that guy. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, you gave me the sign. He was my trigger. You know, if you've ever been in these kind of, kind of friendships, relationships with people, you know, you always have one guy who's the bullet and one guy is the trigger guy was a trigger he in, stood behind the guy when i'm like looking around like what how am i gonna deal with this hammerhead he stood behind the guy and he goes for those of you just listening on the radio uh um um uh, i'm uh I'm, I'm punching my hand he's like going like this behind the guy which to me is a universal sign of paste him so boom i hit him yeah and later i say oh, if you hadn't given me the sign he goes sign i didn't give you any sign what the? So I'm the crazy guy? I saw the sign. He's like, no, 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 there was no sign. I had a, same, Nico and I doing acoustic duo tour and you know, some guys messing up because it's acoustic music and he think he could go. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I look at Nico's face. That's the sign. Got the sign. All right. I do a show with Neurosis and Jarbo. And they say, well, you know, this is the part where you come out, you did the thing, you come out, and okay, uh, yeah. So I'm standing by backstage, and Steve Von Till looks at me, and I go, that's got to be the sign. <laughs> so signs and like Manson, what Charles Manson would say to me, signs and symbols, rhymes and riddles. So you walk into a room, and there's a multitude of conversations. This is why schizophrenics have such trouble. They're, they can't separate their thoughts from ideas and voices so it all is this kind of messy melange but you go in and you're barely aware of this stuff i've had people open curtains in, in into into how they have been triggered in regards to me in ways that have been completely crazy and i remember the way i remember the, uh, <laughs> yeah, teaching some seminar and the woman saying later to me she goes yeah Remember that moment? I could tell you knew. 
I didn't know. I didn't know what she was saying when she was telling me that she knew. I just kind of, you know, I'm like just a nodding, smiling guy. And nodding, yeah, okay. And nodding, smiling. Because, you know, you don't want to interrupt somebody when they're taking their clothes off. So you say, I don't know. This is somehow something happened that led to her taking her clothes off now. Perfect. And just nod and smile. And so I, I doing some other and said something. Okay, yeah. Hey, you know, I said something about two. Somebody said two. I said, yeah, two. Do it. The woman says, do it. I said, yeah, like dual. Dual. Dual lives. Do you have a dual life? Because I have. And next thing I know, I'm hearing this effluvia of filth about this dual. I didn't say anything about that. Ah, yeah, such a good listener, Eugene. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this show lets me be a good listener. I spend all my time talking. I don't like the rest of the time out in public. I can listen. So these conversations happen. You go into a room, call it a bar, call it a club, call it a party, call it a something that you can't do now under COVID craziness because you're locked down. Now, you know, you get two types of people. You got the people, I remember one guy, he's dead now. He wrote a book called Tin for Sale, and you should track it down, actually. I'm going to write it in here. It's called uh, Tin for Sale. I know it's available used, and it's by uh, John, John uh, uh, Manka. And... Uh, Man, and and Vince, oh, Cosgrove, sorry. Uh, John Manka and Vince Cosgrove. And Cosgrove is a good friend of mine, just died uh, from uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma a few years ago. And Manka was uh, a technical advisor on Goodfellas. You should buy that book. But at one point, uh, Cosgrove, we were sitting around shooting the shit, weirdly enough, about... Um, Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> I don't know how that came up. And he was like, you know, he's like, I'm not really, you know, I'm not, a, I don't really like heavy women. I was like, I'm fine with heavy women, whatever. I, but then he goes, you know, I've never really been a coxman. And I think I've heard the term before, but I think that was the first time I heard it not in a movie setting. And so his understanding of himself was I go into a room. You know, we're going to have a number of different social interactions and, and his understanding of himself is, is such that is such that he prefigures before he gets in it that my options are few. So it, so he reverse engineers. He tailor makes his whole his whole night based on the fact that he knows that his his options are few. Now, somebody like me who's had crazy stuff. You know, it happened. You know, you know, just strange. And I go to the, my friends and go, "Has this ever happened?" No, no. I haven't been on an airplane to London and had somebody in the seat next to me say they want to they want to take a nap. And did I mind if they put their head in my lap? I don't know anybody else who that's happened to. And what did I do? I smiled and I nodded. What did I do? You know, one of the most useful things my wife told me. Now she said, "Your penis is not a charity." It's good to know. It's good to know because sometimes you think, oh, hey, nah, nah, I'm here. So all of these things happen. All of these things happen. And it reminds me of, so, you know, whether you go home with somebody, you go home lucky or like Sly Stone says, you know, uh, some some people you just you just want to, you just want to burn. Octave Mirbeau in his book, The Torture Garden, 
talked about some backs that cry out for the knife. Now, I'm not a determinist, but what I'm saying is in this shoebox of the universe, hold on, you'll make sense of it. In this shoebox of the universe, though I have a million things in that shoebox, and because I have a million things, I have maybe many more combinations. I don't have an infinite number of combinations. Moreover, if I half that box, I have few, half as many combinations, even if it's much higher, 500,000. The reality of it is I could design a computer program that would tell me exactly what you're going to do this week. So it should be real easy to figure out what's going to happen when you go into a bar, to a club, to a barbecue, to a sandwich shop, to a gathering. Anton LaVey said to me once, he goes, haven't you noticed that people adhere to, to animal phenotypes? You know, you have some people who are pigs and some people who are, who are cows and some people. I felt like Wizard having that discussion with, uh, with Travis and Taxi Driver. I was wizard in that instance. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sheep, cows, pigs. No, I got it. And I've updated to my model, which is, have you ever looked at a cow and been confused about whether it was a cow or not? You haven't. So you go into, you go into, these, you go into these scenarios and stuff starts to happen. You don't have to do anything to make it happen. It starts to happen. And keep in mind, I know how the other half, half lives. He's hanging out with a friend of mine, Dennis Nelson's Health Spa in Redwood City. And I saw the attractive Latino cleaning woman. I saw her look right through him like he was a ghost. It was chilling. It sent chills up my spine. But the secondary and the tertiary conversations that we have about our places in space, you know, if you're not hearing those conversations too, you're going to get fucked. I say this because the conversation that started out my day that surprised the fuck out of me was one I had with Steph Haynes right before starting the uh, Care Don't Care uh, preview. And the conversation very directly connected to George Jorge Masvidal, friend of Knuckle Up, interviewed way back when. Guy made a lot of time for me. And since then, he's been my guy. She goes, he's fighting Usman. I go, get the fuck out of here. He's not fighting Usman. I went to sleep. I didn't hear anything about the. No, 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 no. He's fighting Usman. Has this been confirmed by the UFC? She says, ah, I got my sources. I'm telling you, that's what happened. Gilbert Burns pulled out. Why? COVID. COVID. I'm not sure that I want to do this after I say the word COVID in connection to Gilbert Burns. For those just listening, I raised my eyebrows and tilted my head back. Because Gilbert was game and they made team adjustments, but these guys are teammates and teammates fight differently. And I don't know if you've been watching these, these, these slappy fights from the past few weeks. There have been some good moments. But these cats are—they're knowing that the—that the, yeah, I know—they're knowing that the scrutiny is increased, that they could have some time to shine. In any case, they're glad to have the money. Every single one of the winners from last week, they gave some sort of speech that addressed finances. 
and so much so it was like either like a two hour version of the show stomper or it, it was like they shoot horses don't they these guys are desperate like the, the old movie sorry 60s movie so gilbert burns gets covid maybe he does maybe he doesn't he pulls out of the fight now george masvidal has joined uh, has joined uh masvidal has joined Johnny Boney Joni, McRapist, Triple C, Paige Van Sant right now is saying, I made more money from my time on Dancing with Stars than I did all of my UFC fights combined. All of them. And you think she's full of shit? I can tell you, I made so much money off of Leonard Part 6. I've made more money off of Leonard Part 6 than I have made off of all of my MMA endeavors. That means writing for grappling. That means for writing about MMA for GQ. That means the fight book. That, I mean, that's, and Leonard Part 6 was the worst movie of 1987. So you've been having what we talked about last week. You've been having this kind of burgeoning riot. Attica, Attica, Attica. George Masvidal is like pulling the Diaz. Hey, you know what? I got something for your lips. These, these, those listening on the radio, the double bird. 14 hours ago, well, it was long, short, longer than that because she came to the show with it. She's two hours ahead. <laughs> it is better than Ghost Dad. Different years. So, you know, so so suddenly, 14 hours ago, let's just say 14 hours ago, Steph got the news two hours before I did, George Masvidal signs on. The fuck do you think happened? And some people attempted to throw Platinum Mike Perry in there because he says, like, what, I got three guys in my corner and I got to pay them all? I got to pay a tax man? Where he's fundamentally evincing some kind of arguments about and then he undercuts himself completely. I'm not one of those guys complaining about money, Dana. He's like, say, he's like the guy who's like, don't come in my mouth, don't come in my mouth. Ah, what the hell, come in my mouth. I have money, money, money. I'm not asking for money. Money, money, money. You know what? It's like that joke, that far side joke. What you say to dog, dogs. Come on, foamy. You don't do that, foamy. I, how many times have I told you to eat off, stop eating off the floor, foamy? And what dogs here? Foamy. Foamy. The bald one here is like that. I don't want that money. That's all he hears. I don't want any more money. Good. Paige Van Sant, who was you by Amanda Hebus? A straight up murderer? Why? Yeah, she's been opening a trap about last fight on her contract. And what? And she's complaining about money. All right, you know what? I'll tell you, what, you know, you know who gets paid. You know what? Con- I wrote about Connie Francis recently, and she got raped. The singer, who's sorry now, Mama, and she played a show at Westbury Music Fair and stayed at a, 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 a Holiday Inn. Uh, they put her up in a Holiday Inn after that, and she somebody broke in the sliding uh, glass door and raped Connie Francis. They never found the person, the person, the man who raped Connie Francis. She sued, and her lawsuit 
uh, was was noteworthy. It, it forced a hotel industry, of which hotel sciences is a major, you can get at Cornell, to, to take uh, hotel security seriously, to take solo female female traveler, travelers seriously. I think about uh, Ted Bundy kid, kidnapping a woman at a motel who just gone out for ice. And he, she just got out for ice and he saw her and was like, hey, I'll have a murder snack, thanks. Hey, killed her. But they started taking it seriously after that. But after that, she had started to have mental problems. She started taking pills and mental problems because people were And her husband said to her, uh, you know what? I want a divorce because I don't like losers and you are a loser. And so he left. And the, great, the greatness of the Connie Francis story is that she actually did get her shit together and went on, still alive, She's in her 80s now and uh, went on to have a pretty outstanding career in him. I never heard of him. But that comment, you know, about losers, that's that's the Baldwin's attitude. Paige Van Sant, you don't beat Hebrews, you're just a loser. And you, and you know what he you know what he did? Yep. You know what he did? This is the last fight on her contract. So he gives her an absolute murder. Think about that, Pascal Wager style. She wins this fight. He's going to let her go anyway. You could go find, you know, chase your forces elsewhere. There's still question marks around her physical health. And wherever she goes, she's not going to make as much. She loses the fight. He sends her out to the open marketplace at, at reduced value to have to scrape up pennies at wherever, wherever else she goes. I'm just saying he's given her a different fight than he he's given a page Van Sant a different look and a different fight. Last fight of the contract versus two fights in. Yeah, baby. That's the way he does it. So Gilbert Burns gets COVID. Keep in mind that this story is I'm not I'm not arching the eyebrows here because he gets COVID. And because I, I think there's something untoward about him getting COVID, but you got to understand that this is a compelling storyline because it's a, it's a sporting event, a contact sporting event that's flown in the face of the sporting franchises shutting down all over America and questions about its the health and safety record as it's connected to fighter safety. So it, you know there are, there are a lot a lot of owners here. It's like. And I can't keep it straight like Joe Pesci and JFK with the you know heads. I can't keep it straight. I can't understand. I can't figure it out. But it, it keeps like it keeps gnawing at me like Columbo. My mind keeps going back to, and I start to think, well, Gilbert is a straight up kind of cat, straight up guy. He wants his fight. He will. He it doesn't matter to him what they paid him. I, yeah, I don't, I don't follow her on Instagram, so I don't have to be exposed to Paige Van Sant's nudes. And uh, you know, I, these female fighters—they gotta stop sending me uh, bikini shots. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, I know they're not just sending it to me, but it feels that way. The last one who did it was uh, the Ashley Evan Smith, who used to train up here at the Sorrell Academy. And it's like I opened my Instagram, I'm like, oh, whoa. But I need to see your ass, your fighter. I don't want to be thinking about that. 
1,800 people liked it. It's like, what the fuck? What? Wait, come on. Stop with that. Constant, continual effort to get you to think about something. That says, That's a conversation I don't need to be having. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had Gina, too. But, you know, I mean, Gina didn't do that. She didn't do that for us. She didn't do that for the MMA community. Gina did that because she's an unemployed actress. And that phone doesn't ring. You start to feel that, uh, you know, that, that, that cold Hollywood chimp chill out, Hollywood fade. You start taking your clothes off, too. Why do you think somebody like a Tom Cruise is so panicked? Because you never know when that ship is going to sail. You know, Sharon Stone got kicked off of Bumble. Which is an amazing story in and of itself. One, that she was on Bumble. And then two, that she got kicked off of Bumble. She got kicked off because, uh, because uh, uh, b- 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 she, she got kicked off because they didn't believe it was her. They thought it was a fake profile. But, you know, Sharon Stone, is not, basic instinct was 20 years ago. She just had a stroke. You know, she went out with some journalists from the SF Chronicle at one point, you know. Uh, this Hell's Angels friend of mine, Steve Tawson, he was going out with Amber Lynn at one point. Everybody was super impressed. And I was like, I, I could explain things, but, you know, he's too dangerous of a guy for me to even bother with. So you just go on thinking that that was what it was. Phone stops ringing. Like Root Boy Slim sang, phone doesn't ring. Newsman doesn't bring a thing. Oh, I'm reading some script now. Production hell, and the months go by, and you haven't had a sniff. Yeah, and then the, the, the bank account's going. <laughs> the fuck am I gonna do? I interviewed Kitten Nativa Dad. She was in Airplane as well as a bunch of Russ Myers movies. She's looking me in the eyes and she said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that that Amberlynn." She said to me, "She goes, Eugene, Marilyn Monroe fucked me up." I go, what are you talking about? The diamonds are a girl's best friend? Bullshit. Yeah. In the 60s, you know, when I was making all that money doing these Russ Meyer movies and then doing uh, My Tudor and Airplane and all that stuff, I bought jewelry. You know, there's a reason hip-hop guys bought all that gold shit. So if you get arrested and go to jail, they put that in your envelope. You get out of jail, that's your cash. They, don't, they weren't seizing jewelry. They hadn't figured this out. They seize your bank account, your apartment with clothes, your cat dies, whatever. That jewelry puts it, you put in an envelope, you get out of Attica, they give you that envelope. You go to a jewelry store, you redeem it for whatever the price of gold is. But diamonds? That was one of the first conspiracy theories some guy I knew who was a CEO of a company called, well, he doesn't need the name of this company. He told me, Eugene, I've been there. I've been to Botswana. I've been to South Africa. You can't, you stumble over diamonds. They're all over the ground. Try to pick one up. Try to get out of there with one. You get killed. Like we talk about the beers, man, the beers. They control, they've created this marketplace. And the way to create a marketplace is just like with Bitcoin, you create scarcity. I was like, wow, man, I should, I, that means I could go to Botswana and I could get like a, a, a big honking piece of diamond but next to nothing. And a friend of mine said, yeah, okay, American. You're going to show up with $14,000 in Botswana? 
and try to buy diamonds. Bitcoin is falling there. I still got my Bitcoin. It's a long-term play for me. So Kitten said, I lost it all. I thought I ever got nothing but diamonds here. Real estate. Real estate is the way to go. And Gina, anybody, you get, you get, don't, McRapist is driving around a Rolls Royce, buy some real estate. Outright. So you end up like a Vander Holyfield, don't realize I got a $10 million house all paid for. I'm set. Oh, really? Get that property tax bill twice a year. You don't need a real estate seminar from me. It's not the point. The point is, going back to Octave Mirbeau and some backs cry out for the knife, that the bald one is doing what needs to be done to stay, to, to keep his hand at the top of the baseball bat. Now, how do you think? So the, Gilbert Burns gets COVID. That Nobody wants that COVID storyline out there. So I don't think, I'm not saying it's anything other than legitimate. That's the last thing people want. There's that, the COVID, 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 oopsie, COVID, oopsie, COVID. Nobody wants that. But also nobody wants teammates because it just, in other words, these two go in, Usman and Burns go in, and they come out of that engagement. One of their, one of their earning powers is have. In an ideal world, you develop this until eventually you can bring them back together. But what are you going to do? Crappington has been flapping his gums. The last thing anybody remembers about that guy is him sitting ass first on the canvas, where his jaw flapping like a flag in the breeze. Stop it. You got nothing. You're in the Phantom Tobu. Look at the number on your card and realize you're probably fifth or sixth. You got no say. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. So, clouds part, and it is clear. It is clear. Even the jungle. This serves everybody's purposes. Pascal Wager style. Masvidal loses. Says, hey, man, I did the best I could with six days six days of preparation time. It is what it is. Masvidal wins. He's great. Usman, if he doesn't have, if he doesn't have a, 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 an Uber... An uber aggressive win over a Masvidal seems weak. It's chum, blood in the water. Everybody else in top five starts militating. Crappington, Colby Crappington, suddenly is speaking English again. You can understand him. Makes sense. Usman loses. Then you've got you've got Masvidal and, and Gilbert Burns. You've got a lot of you've got Gage, you got or no, this is different. You got a lot of things that, that kind of match up really nicely. But that's not the point. That's not what has me obsessed. Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, it does that's not that's not what had ha, has me obsessed. You know what has me obsessed? The Robocop shit. Yeah, they'll fix it. They'll fix everything. Because what do you think they had to pay to get George Masvidal to pick up this fight? Mm. The name Cal Shkalak. I'm, I'm going to, it's not a Polish last name, these guys. It's a Czech last name, but I will later find, I talk to my wife and actually get a correct pronunciation for that. The Mr. Universe from the late 1970s 
who started to try to unionize bodybuilding and got ringed for his efforts. I think it kind of rhymes with divide and conquer. Because let me tell you, if you're in a pinch, if you're in a, a road warrior pinch, you guys want to get out of here, you go through me. And you, you go, you pick up that phone, Sean Shelby, also, also known as Keith, picks up that phone and goes to, it goes to George Masvidal. Yeah. What, 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 how do you think that conversation starts, given what's been happening recently? Buddy, they're paying. They're paying. They're paying. But you know what? They're paying George Masvidal. That 20% will still stand, like we said in last week's show. That 20% will still stand. That 20% take that they throw back to the fighters. Find the red. Find the red. Everybody find the red. Or find the P. Find the P. Three-card Monte. Eugene, nobody who knows anything about life plays that game. We give 10 mil to George Masvidal. You guys on the undercard are sucking shit, and that's the name of that game because we're taking 80% no matter what because I got a beach house in Malibu that cost me $36 million and property tax. So the question is, and this is a really serious character question, a character issue, character question, and, and I'm not sure that I have the answer myself. But it's Sathonic. Yep. It's Sathonic, right? So I'm now militating. You know, whenever there's a little guy being pushed around by a big guy, I'll be there. Hmm. Tell you what, George, let me give you 15 mil for this fight. All righty. Well, there's some conditions. Oh, what are the conditions? Well, you can't talk to anybody about it. Oh, of course. Because, you know, you know, I talk about that. I got all these other guys. And that was the point of the whole boycott before. Us all, 20% over the water level. We want it. All boats rising at the same time. You got you to gotta eat. <laughs> uh, what do you mean we? We got to eat. And I have really serious, aggressively mixed feelings about this aggressively mixed feelings about this. One, because George Masvidal is my guy. Or hey. I asked him about that. He said, I don't care. <laughs> George, or hey, whatever. I'll answer to it all. Don't spell my name wrong. So, you know, so, I mean, he... What do you mean we? Case by case, man. You can peel it off from the herd, and then that herd just kind of wanders around. Cut the head, kill the body. You know what? Whatever. Dude did me a solid. And not only did he do me a solid, but you understand looking at the chest, the, the, looking down at this tri-level uh, tri chessboard, you realize Coming out of it, Pascal Wager style, if George Masvidal loses this fight against Usman, where is he? Yeah. 
That's it. Where is, so George, so this is a self-correcting part. This is a self-cleaning oven. George Masvidal loses his fight, and then all that back chatter, but that smoke. So naturally, he has to go into it loaded for bear. I need the maximum amount you can pay me. I'm going to demand it because I'm worth it. Because if I'm not worth it, why are you calling me? Get paid, get the money, 10, 5, 10, 15, whatever. Milk. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Can't talk about it. Even when they say, oh, the person was half a mil, plus incidentals. What are those? I don't know, you know, whatever. What do you mean, whatever? I, you know, can't talk about it. He agrees to it, takes his 5, 10, 15 mil. Does he talk about, as a fighter who loses against Usman, does he talk about, does he talk about post-fight? Does he talk, does he continue the, the rebop about money? Probably not. Because as nice as it, as it was to get 5, 10, or 15 million, it'd be nice to get that again. And maybe the clouds clear again, and maybe the opportunity offers again, and suddenly you're in bed with a dirty, bald, fucking piece of shit. And I'm defending that 100%. Because if I had the choice to be me, the guy who gets money, and you being that guy who gets money, I would rather me be the guy who gets money. And it's darkly cynical. Because all those guys that were running along that tarmac saying we finally find themselves one short now. And I got to defend them. I got to defend them. It's an individual IC sport, individual contributor sport. I mean, look, look, look at it. Look at it this way. You know, in the movies, like Norma Ray and all these other movies, at the, in the movies, you know, George Masvidal stands up in a, in a trembling voice and his fist raised to the heaven. And he said, I will not fight until my brothers get fair treatment. Treatment fair, lead the charge. Yeah, yeah, Eugene V. Debs, whatever. <laughs> no we. No we. You know why there's no we? Because there was no we when I was in those backyards. There was no we. There's a we now. There is a we now. Yeah. Spartacus. <laughs> Famous rapist for 200. Kirk Douglas. Yep. Rape Natalie Wood. So, so I mean, I, I, I can't I can't fault the guy. Can't fault him. Can't fault him at all. What happens to this pay movement? And the thing is, is it if you're five through ten, this probably doesn't make a difference. If you're ten through twenty, this probably doesn't make a difference. The only people that I think are, are sitting there. And, and they, they're not even like feeling like the Diaz is, I'm sure they're not, not, they're not holding it against the dude at all. Not holding it against the dude at all. You did the right thing, bro. But I watched like so many grains of sand through an hourglass. I've watched time of my career slip down into a pile of nothingness. And I'm talking about the Diaz brothers. Squandered by the bald one. Prove a point. It's my house. And a point is that. 
So like going into that nightclub, like going into that gathering, like going to that event, going into that party, you know, um, yep, that's right. That's it. that that fundamentally is underscored exactly. Be prepared. People say, Eugene, you must be going crazy because this COVID thing. You kidding me? It justifies my worldview. I never want people standing too close to me. Ever since that guy told me that story about that when he was in the eye ward in the hospital and the guy got stabbed in the eye, checking into a hotel. Just some crazy guy picked up a pen and whip, stabbed him in the eye just for the fuck of it. So what we witnessed this week, you know, some people call it saving the fight. Some people call we make deals happen. Some people call, oh, man, it's dark what happened. It's dark. And I'm glad, and, and, and again, 100% defend uh, uh, Mas Vidal, feel okay with him taking the money, because it's not short-end money. It's the right money. But what kind of message is sent when the ball, when those suckers, I can just buy them off. Just buy them off every time. They fall for it every freaking time. You know, we're not just talking about 1997 MMA, the UFC number one. We're talking about boxing going back to the turn of the century. Oh, you know, the 1900s. You know, Vander Holyfield lost his house. I never read anything about Bob Arum and Don King losing their house. The bald one pays more money for his Brazilian prostitutes than he pays some of his fighters. He tips waitresses in Vegas more than he pays some of his fighters. 20%. So should your so anybody, anybody like you, the nut jumpers that that seem that that whose names are Legion in the comments and all these share dog and the underground, all these places, these people who are so heavy on the bald one's nuts need to realize that we're not even we're not even talking about some straight up stalin stuff we're talking 10 percent 10 10 you know you know there's somebody at the gate there yeah um you, you know 10 percent 10 that means the bald one the espn the overlords at wme that means they get they walk away with 70 percent 70%. Still, they walk away with 70%. 70. But you know what? You know how those cats think? What they say is 70. Well, next thing you know, it'll be 60. And next thing you know, it'll be 55. And next thing you know, it'll be 50. It'll be an even split. What kind of message does that send? I don't know, man. How many more Malibu beach houses do you need? The health of an organization in my mind, to the, when we went back to the discussion about murder and why it took two weeks to decide that murder was because it breeds unstable societies and society has one mission and that's to replicate itself. The reason why this is under, uh, unsustainable, you can tell unstable administrations, regimes always do this. There's no plan for succession. 80% is not a succession plan. Oopsie shouldn't be a place for employees. It should be a place for owners. 
You know how much you have to give these guys to make them feel like 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 owners? Very little. Very little. Like I said, 10%. 10. Go from 20 to 30%. They put that kid in there against Sato. This last fight got knocked out in like 45 seconds. He was called up late, late replacement two days early. Come on, just show up. The guy was like, knocked out. What is that? What is it? You could, why don't you put me in there? Why don't you put, why don't you put old, old Eugene in there? Why not? I work cheap. I'll take 10 G's. I need it. I need the money. I got to get a new computer. Uh, very definitely probably a new phone. Yeah, Chell, they're talking about. I'm not, they're not, nobody's put, putting money behind a felon. DC, DC solves a lot of problems. DC solves a lot of problems. A lot. You know, and it was one of those things, one of those things, it was a casual aside. It was mentioned casually. DC, I was like, ah, ah. And then I wasn't laughing so hard. Yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe the thing is, it's real. It's real. Like when we talked about, it, he said, "You can't fix a professional sport. It's impossible." And then uh, Michael Francesi, the uh, son of the mafioso, came out and said, wrote a book and said, "I'm clean. I'm changing my ways." Da, 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 da. Is it? Yeah, you know, people say you can't fix a, fix a sport. Basketball got five. Players on each team, but da da but da da. So oh, yeah, you can, because you don't have to fix the whole sport. You don't have to get in everybody's five guys' pockets or how many guys. You know, you know what? Get one or two guys. That's why they pay quarterbacks so much. They don't fall under the influence. They drill like a couple of times in the ground. And, oh, I don't know what happened. Oh man, where you been? <laughs> Yeah, 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 son of Sonny Francesi. You think about the guy sitting, uh, Frank Pantangeli, in court when they bring his brother in from Sicily. You got to know that when <laughs> when Frank turned, that must have been a knife through the heart of Sonny. But, you know, Bruce Cutler, who I talked to last week and need to talk to again, only three reasons you get into organized crime is part of your culture, you're poor, or you're a degenerate. It was their culture, but not for Frank. But uh, so, you know, it's not difficult to fix a fight. Like, so I hear that. I hear that. DC. And I was like, ha! Ooh, ooh, ooh. The guy's coaching Gilroy High. He's got the wife. He's got the kids. He's the da, 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 da. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not, it's not, look, okay, let, let, let's get down to the raw naked roots. We, we see somebody fighting in a cage, athlete, it's trained, it's got the veneer of a sport, so we feel comfortable. By the juniper bushes, the oleander bushes, behind the 7-Eleven, we don't feel so comfortable if there's a scrap, but because of things like world star hip-hop and so on, we'll, some of us will watch it. Felony fights, we'll watch it. As long as it doesn't violate our set fair play, nobody really likes to see an unconscious guy 
take several kicks to the head unless you're just a sadist. Nobody likes that, but everybody. So, okay. So, maybe you've gotten into, you've gotten into to, to, to fist fights. You know, the further you get away from an organizational structure, the less comfortable it gets for some people. So I did a show in Rhode Island, and some guy tries to tackle me on the stage, and I say, yeah, bum, yeah, yeah bump fights was really depressing. Because it was exploited. You get further away from the organizational structure, and shit gets weird, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The least stupid thing about MMA is the part where two people fight again. You get, you get, it gets weird. But how the UFSI wields that power makes me uncomfortable. I mean, it should be that the further we get away from the organization, the weirder it is. Like if I if you jump up and I'm slapping some guy at a show, like the guy in Rhode Island, you know, some art gallery, magnet, Magnets with Machines, I think it was called. And they had no security. Oh, it was just going to be a bunch. And so I start beating this guy up, and I lose like 25% of the audience. Like, I'm the crazy guy. Where's your security? Why is this guy attacking me? So they finally, some, some of the dudes at the club, at the art space, drag him outside. And now the guy's rubbing his blood-smeared face. He's regained consciousness. And he's rubbing his blood-smeared face against the glass. Saying, Let me in. Oxbow is my favorite band. It's it's a, it's a, you know I lost twenty five percent of the audience that night. All these ar ar artsy types were not into a little bit of, <laughs> but usually. So what I'm, my point is, further away from the organization, that feels weird and comfortable and dirty and nasty. But with the UFSI, it's Alice in Wonderland. It's an upside down world. It's a topsy turvy land. So as we start to telescope back into the organization and you see the way they do it, it gets ugly and weird and and, and strange. Yeah 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 yeah. Machines with maggots. Thank you. That's why I slept that night, too. So, you know, and, and I, I, honest to God, if the bald one was watching this show, in addition to calling me a fucking goof and a moron and a know-nothing, he would say every single business, every single business in America, every single business in the world that's successful is run this way. And I'm going to say, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yes, the daughters, those guys are friends of mine. <laughs> and I say that. Uh, lead singer cat takes uh, takes jujitsu too. I'm gonna call call bullshit on that. It doesn't have to. It doesn't. And I've worked at some of those companies. Now maybe I'm not working at a factory in China where they put trampolines out the window so that when you throw yourself off the building, it bounces you right back to your chair to put together my iPhone that doesn't work. But working on the administrative side at Apple and Cupertino, yeah, they're right. Seems like they cared, you know. In fact, every single high-tech company I worked at, Apple, Adobe, Intel, Nikon, decent, treated me well. I mean, I didn't always like the jobs, but they treated me well. Yeah, there's a reason they call combat sports a red light district of the sports world. You got pensions in other sports. Hockey. Professional code of conduct. 
You realize the bald one sent a sent a text. Was it a text, a tweet, or a letter to Gina Carano saying, "Listen, you bitch." My first job out of college, my boss leaned down into Andy Wu's face and screamed, uh, why are you so fucking stupid? And Andy Wu started crying. And I looked at the boss and I tried to give a look that said, if you ever, ever think you're going to come out of something like that with me unscathed, I suggest you think again. He never did. He's always nice to me. Andy Wu made the newspapers. Why? They towed his car. He showed up at the tow truck dealership with a gun and got it. And they said, go, take it. By the time Andy Wu got home, the cops were waiting for him and arrested him, which all in all is a bad look for somebody in law school. Sad story. I don't know. I haven't seen Andy Wu since the, 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 the 86, but I read it in the newspaper. He became a public figure at that point. I, I would like to blame the bosses dressed down of him in a bullpen for office with everybody around. Put the foot up on the guy's desk and lean down to his face. <laughs> Horton, that's why you like me. I'm like Horton. I meant what I said and I said what I meant. The elephant's faithful 100%. Or like my wife once said, she said about meet, meet my father-in-law. She goes, well, he's very unpredictable. He's talking about father. But you, on the other hand, are very predictable. I have to say with George Masvidal, I'll defend him to the grave. He should take that money. But I'm dying to see if he doubles back post facto. And, and of course, the glory of the sport is it all depends on what happens. He wins, and even if he wins, it could go either way. He wins, it's like, well, you know, I got what I needed. I'm getting paid all down the line for this stuff. You guys should do what I did. What can I say? Maybe the cloud's open and that moment's there for you. Good luck with it. See you later. I got money to count. Or if he loses, he could say, ah, you know, well, whatever. It's not that advantageous. It's going to be hard. And the bald one just has to, it's like, he just has to, in the shooting gallery, ducks. Easy to buy people off. Well, somebody who 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 somebody did that song. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember. One one of you might know. It's a uh, uh, humans are such easy prey. So type that in and see who the artist was. I I forget who the singer was. Uh, the band was that did that. Yeah, boy, I, you know, I kind of, you know, he, he didn't have to struggle and I'm sure he's kept training because that stuff is quicksilver. I mean, again, like going to the club to get sexy, there are lots of different conversations happening. There's the one for the public. And keep in mind, the narrative that works between the bald ones and some of these fighters is just as much of a draw, given the way the sport has evolved, it's just as much of a draw as almost anything else that happens. Slapping people at stare downs, calling somebody's mother, somebody's ducking the fight. His father's faking like he's got COVID, which is neck rapist thing. Of course, uh, 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 Khabib uh, off his father died. Condolences. Like I said on Care Don't Care, men who are not close to their fathers like me, this doesn't mean anything. 
He called me, he says, my father dies. I said, oh, yeah, okay, I, I got to go. I got stuff to do. But cats I know who have been close to their fathers and their fathers have died, sometimes they never come back. Here, job-wise, don't know. So all this stuff is quicksilver. Everything changes. Everything. You don't know. But in that, not knowing, yeah, of course he will. But he doesn't need it. They, they're deal with ESPN. They're not, they're not tied into point pay-per-view numbers anymore. However, it will make it easy to scratch him a check for 5, 10 mil, 5, 10, 15 mil, whatever he gets. Question is, going to that club, not knowing all these different conversations that, that I have. The question is, what's it going to take for the ball to want to change? Nothing. It will take nothing. He will never. He will never change. Ever. Ever. There's no reason why he should. A $36 million beach house argues against him changing. 80% draw argues against him changing. Like I say, loyalty. Hang out with me. I make money for my friends. The Baldwin would say the same thing. I make money for my friends. Fighters are not his friends. And in the end, like in the scenario that we start out with, Somebody is going to get fucked. Okay. <laughs> I just wish it wasn't always the fighters. <laughs> and just because George Masvidal got paid doesn't mean I feel better about, about the rest of this. And, and, and if you think, I mean, but you have to look at the daisy chain of things that come from this. Like, because if, if, if you think that Johnny Bunny Joni's at home miserable. He's not. He's sitting at home going, huh. Huh. if one is not enough, a thousand is not too many. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, was it Seamus Haney? Was it Seamus Haney? That's his father. The final moment where the boy becomes a man. Blanket. Yeah, my, uh, mine died many years ago for me. Helped me quite a bit. That's why I feel sorry for somebody like Rollins, whose father still exists in spectral form for him. He's still alive, exists in spectral form for him. Informing a lot of his decisions, my father doesn't exist in any of my mind in terms of any of my decisions. I, I passed him years ago. Ooh. Okay, Richland Ford. I didn't even crawl down that rabbit hole. I like that. I like that. It, I think it's almost giving the Baldwin a little bit too much, a little more credit than he deserves, but he's not a stupid guy. Like I said, give a hundred, a hundred of us the same look that he has. We don't turn it. We go from cardio kickboxing and right back to cardio kickboxing. I don't build an organization like this. Do you know how many CEOs remain CEOs of companies they've started? I hate to keep bringing this up, but you do know, you do know that uh, Elon Musk didn't start Tesla. There's a guy named Marty Everhart, who they hustled out of there pretty quickly. Travis Kalanick started Uber. He's got hustled out of there pretty quickly. Same with the guy with WeWork. The fact that the bald one has hung in as long as he has has been pretty phenomenal. So is this another sympathy for the devil show? Nah, I hate the way the guy does business. I hate it. But there's more to this than meets the eye. All those other dummies in the comments, let them have their fun. Let them enjoy the moment. 
Masvidal and Usman, oh, Masvidal's being great fight. Yeah, it'll be an interesting fight. Yeah, but you need to think, everybody who's listening to this, you think about the underpinnings of what happened. What did the Baldwin buy himself? He bought himself more than a headliner. Way more than a headliner. So uh, anyway, that's the end of the show. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. However, he didn't start it. But when they bought it, he was part of the team that bought it. Yeah, he didn't start. So how does that work? Well, I guess that's it. I guess he's the equivalent of a musk. And, and John Peretti, who I think is the guy who started, is sitting around going, you know, man, I so, I mean, that must sting for Peretti. It's one thing for me to say, all my, hundred of you and me, given the same look, we couldn't have turned out the Usi the way the Usi turned out. We have Bob Myerson. Now, you know, uh, it's those guys. It's got to sting a bit. I had it and I let it go. Had it and I let it go. That friend of mine who used to work at Apple, and he was on the team for the Newton. Of course, if you look at, hey, and many of you don't remember Newton, you look at the iPhone, it's just what the Newton was. Did he save any of his Apple stock? Nope. Nope. Thought the company was going to go in the toilet. Didn't save it. God damn it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah, that's the thing. He's got, I mean, the thing is, I, like we're watching, we're watching Hannibal, and I go, you know, the idea of being a psychotic serial serial killer and psychopath is, but the the room is it's airless. There's no end play to this. Like if you've ever had anybody who's had an addiction, you know, my favorite one being the, the sex addicts. Well, you know, there's there's a certain point at which somebody, a friend of mine once said to me, yeah, sex addiction. You can tell is when the people who are doing it, they're doing a lot of fucking, but they're not really happy. They don't seem to be enjoying it. That's with any addiction. Where's where's the end game where you kind of get to like, oh man, here I am. And there's a place where you enjoy instead of jumping back on a treadmill doing the same stuff you've always done. I mean, the bald one has had the same job for a long time. What gets him to go back to work? Is it Brazilian hookers? I don't know. Is it reaming other fighters? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What's the end game? What's the end game? I, what, is it to make people's dreams happen? Well, okay, what people? His wife people? $36 million dream house? Is that one of her dreams? People? Well, no. It just seems like a dead game to me. A dead game to me. That's why I always side with artists and intellectuals, because at least they give something that, like, I mean, you know how many times I've listened to Jimi Hendrix's music? Lots. <laughs> gives me pleasure every time I hear it. And if I don't, turn it off. That's worth something. It's an end game. Yeah. Bald one. <laughs> that guy. Imagine being locked in a room with that guy for an hour. Uh, anyway, that's the end of the show. Uh, yeah, Joe Silva. A man trying to get me shirtless in the cage side. Uh, Monday at noon, care, don't care, me and John and Steph uh, it will roll out live. Tuesday night, if the shoes fit, follow, and if you pay the extra dollar, you get uh, a special treat of the Hip Hop Evolution rendering. Alexi and I will be appearing on 
Kid Not Days Let It Roll podcast. Let It Roll podcast. Uh, Ozzy Wise, I got pieces coming out this week. I don't know what. I've been writing my ass off. If you follow me at Eugene S. Robinson on the Twitter machine, you will get the stuff that goes out. So watch, watch there. If you've been trying to communicate with me via this iPhone, realize that it's acting strange and things are moving kind of slow, I might be, take a while to get back to you. Um, Saturday, uh, I'm going to be in the studio doing vocals for the next Oxbow record. So um, I will have to watch the fights. We'll, we'll probably record until nine. So we'll watch the fights afterwards. But we'll talk about this next Sunday. God willing, I'll be a little hoarse in the next week's show. But thank you for listening. My voice is a little bit hoarse from the scream. I screw up this record. I blame you. Thank you. This is 121V version. 121. I'm your host, CJS Robinson. We will see you soon. Until then, look what you made me do!